I don't think there's there's another. Uh, <laughs> that's it, it's become like a thing now that we always start the podcast with one of us saying something grammatically incorrect. <laughs> and I was just about to say that uh, something really incorrect. Say it. I want to hear it. Uh, I don't remember it now. The, this <laughs> is this is. Uh, we should start by saying that no one should listen to this episode. No. Because first of all, it's the last one ever, so it doesn't really. There's no point in it. No. Second of all, there are several reasons why this is not going to be a good one. First of all, uh, we're in a garden, mm-hmm. meaning that it's going to be probably not going to sound that good. So there'll be wind and birds and foxes and stuff. Second of all, I'm sick. I have the cold, mm-hmm. um, so I'm going to be coughing and sneezing into the microphone. And third of all, I'm eating and drinking. Yeah. Um, but it was really hard yeah. finding a time of day where you didn't do that. <laughs> uh, oh, that's true. Fourth of all, that's true. it's just a bad podcast. Like No one should listen to us in, in the no. first place. I know the comedy collective listens to us. And likes well, it. not the entire collective, because that's like uh, 1,200 people, 2,000 people. A French guy. Do you know how many people are a member of the... Of the collective, you remember that? Like fifteen hundred or something? Is it? Yeah, okay. a lot of people. Okay. It's like well, more than the population of Sweden. But I think remember in the f- I don't remember if, if we talked about this in the first podcast we did the first last episode, mm. but uh, we we're talking about why people should listen to podcasts, and I always listen to podcasts if I either love the person, but also if I hate the person because I want to yeah. hear how much I hate them. Yeah. And I think the collective. I think it's a mixture. That I think they, so they they listen to it because they they love you and they love to hate me. But it could be the opposite because you just won the laughing horse. Yeah, that's, oh. that's even more. That's even more a reason to not like me. <laughs> but I don't know. I just well, that's also very narcissistic for me to just assume that they don't like me. Like, why would they even care? That's true. But I've just I think I've just said too much in there when I've been. You know, just in bed for three days, and I've been bored, and I write things in there, and I just yell at people. I love when you go off like that because it's so funny to watch. Because you're one of the harshest people ever, and you're so quick-witted, and it just makes it even more funny when you just attack someone who can't take themselves not seriously. They take yeah. themselves too seriously, and you just attack them and try to make a point of. of yeah, it. but it's also just like bullying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it it's like, yeah, it's but bullying, it's but it's but it's also there's no point to it, because mm. it's probably not going to change anything that I say. Something they're just going to hate me more. But hey, if that makes yeah. us listeners, I mean that's worth it. Welcome listeners. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's plenty of reasons for why this uh, should not be recorded, uh, and we're doing this in the garden because uh, it's sunny mm. in London. Can you believe it? You have sunscreen. I have s- sunscreen. Do you call it that? Yeah. Can yeah, I have I some? Yeah, sure. It's okay. uh, Michelle left it when she was here. Oh, yes. And this is this is <laughs> this is true. Uh, she, uh, she, we both bought sun lotion when 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 we were here. Yeah. When she was visiting from Denmark, and I was in the bathroom the day before she uh, had to go back to Denmark, and I saw that she'd left it on the sink. Yeah. So I slowly just put it, like <laughs> behind the sink, uh, the the tube thing. So that, I mean, I wasn't, I, I didn't, like, she could have found it, but, I mean, she didn't. Yeah, So you didn't really so I didn't really. I didn't. from her. Yeah, I just made sure that she would have to really struggle to find it. Yeah. So that it's, uh, so I kind of stole it from her. Uh, stolen sunscreen. You need to put something in your face as well. Do I? <coughs> yeah, of course. Because otherwise okay. you get, like, red, red-nosed and, and stuff. I'm, 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 I'm doing, I, I, I... <laughs> 
Because I'm very, this is why I'm outside in the sun, because even though I'm sick, I should probably be in bed, but mm. I'm, I haven't a struggle, because, you know, I'm very, I'm a huge activist in the whole body positivity and yes. the whole love yourself, love your yes. body. And, and I'm uh, just accept whatever people tell you. <laughs> yeah, well, you're, you're, yeah, well, you think, uh, so I, I should love my, I, I do love my body and I keep, but, but it's not allowed, I'm not allowed to not like my body because I'm so much against people telling you to not yeah. like your body. Yeah. But my arms, I have a problem with my arms. So, but I'm not allowed to have a problem with my arms. So I'm thinking, like the two things I don't like about my arms is that they're, what do you call that, like flabby? Oh yeah, flabby. <laughs> flabby. And, uh, but also the fact that they're pale. Oh. So I'm thinking, before anyone busts me, in why are you never wearing uh, no sleeves, then I have to, if I can at least get brown arms, then I'll be okay with the flabbiness. <laughs> so I'm in like a struggle with myself against against what I believe in, against. But the thing is, I think you're allowed to not be completely content with everything you have or everything you are, but just accept what it is. Yeah. And then be, be kind of, accept that you're not content with it. Mm, well, that's no. Why it's kind of my philosophy. But what about what about the personality traits as well? Yeah, because I'm extremely. Lazy. So if you were if you were like an extreme racist, would you just be like, oh, but that's okay. You just accept that you're an, an yeah, idiot. Yeah, because I'd probably be because I'm racist. I don't understand that it's not good to be racist. But what if you understand that it's not good to be? Uh, what if you like, cut you cut yourself? Yeah, and you. Would you just be, oh, but I have to accept that I'm just the kind of person who cut myself, even though I know it's a bad thing. No, but those things are serious things. I'm talking about... Racism like, is little... pretty serious. Yeah, that's yeah, like, that's I pretty serious. I think about six million Jews would would <laughs> agree that... We can never have a conversation where you don't bring up the Holocaust, well, can we? <laughs> we've been talking for six minutes and we've brought up cutting and the Holocaust <laughs> and racism. No, but I, I just mean like the small things, like quirks, like, um, yeah, not being satisfied with your arms or me... My belly is kind of the thing for me. Um, yeah, your your belly is kind of the thing for me too. Yeah. yeah it's hideous. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you should really hate yourself for that. Thank Don't you ever for supporting accept me that. This. Don't ever accept that. No, belly. I won't. Because then you'll just look like that forever. <laughs> <laughs> then you'll never. Then no one will ever love you. <laughs> You're sounding so much like my mom right now. Without the Chinese accent. Without the Chinese. Accent. I can't. I, I won't even be able to do a Chinese accent. Peter does it all the time now. Oh, we have neighbors. <laughs> yeah, attract their attention. Uh, let's get back on track. Okay, yeah. So, since the last time we recorded a, uh, the, the last episode of our podcast, things have kind of can, things kind of took off for both of us. I mean, some more than others. We're going to do Live at the Apollo now. <laughs> and Russell Howard. You know, it's going to happen one day. <laughs> and you know it. I have it on my wall. I have a oh, you do. like a, a oh. goal thing on my wall, where I I post where I put up notes like, uh, what is it? Words of wisdom, and also inspirational my quotes? inspirational goals. <laughs> and Russell Howard is up there. Yeah, like doing Russell Howard, not doing his show, just Russell. No. Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, and you do. But the, the, the ironic thing about your wall of goals <laughs> is that it's right next to a poster, two posters. One where you performed at Sacre Bleu, <laughs> which was Cavi's open mic that took place like four times and then never happened again because it yeah, sucked. Yeah. And then TNT poster. <laughs> 
which is also just a, an open mic, one of those where you have to bring a friend and have to stay the whole night. Yeah. So you're going from, yeah, one day I'll either be on Russell Howard or I'll be invited back to one of Kavi's nights. <laughs> I like you just aim somewhere. You don't even aim low or high, you just aim. You just want to do something. I'm just having a shotgun and seeing where the splits end up. I, w- I want to see you finally do Live with the Apollo and yeah. kind of just try and peel the poster off the walls to take home with you. Pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but you you did uh, <clears throat> an audition I for Just the Tonic. Yes. You're welcome. Thank you. And, uh, and Cause, you. Because Sophie told me about it, yes. Yeah, not as in, uh, hey, you should do this audition, but as in, hey, I'm gonna do this audition. Uh, and then you said, okay, and then you got the audition, and you got the job. Hey, I wanted which is to fine. do it too. Of course you did, of course I you said, did. I said, I told you as well. But uh, and you got the you got the you got the yeah the, I got which the is showcase. Uh, big value big value um, showcase for Just a Tonic in Edinburgh, 2013. Yeah. It's a really 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 big deal to being on the big value show at night. But when when are you on? <laughs> I'm on at lunchtime, I think. Oh okay. <laughs> so so not so it's not really a big deal. I don't. It's think just so. kind of needed someone to. I think so. Are you gonna do stand up? Are you gonna like, clean the the aisles from last night? I show? think we need to do both actually and fire. <laughs> Oh, as yeah, well. Okay. Well, you'll have to because no one knows who, who we are. are yeah. Well, um, we, they know yeah. the other guys. Who's that? Masood Milas and Darren Walsh. Oh, is that the pun guy? Yeah. Well, I'm I'm en- I'm envious of you because he's so nice. Yeah, I'm, he's I'm really, mostly really jealous nice. because you get to hang out with him for a month. <laughs> he's really really nice, and Masood is nice as well. Um, and then oh yeah, I didn't mean that he wasn't nice. <laughs> Darren is extremely. We're nice. all so nice. Yeah. Um, but then we have uh, Dame Baptiste is doing the early show uh, with two other people. I'm not sure. The early show. Yeah. Earlier than your show. No, it's. Um, or the real early show. Exactly the, the real early, late show. early show. Oh, you have it's the names. Dame Baptiste, Ludev, Bapika, Bapila, and Lloyd Griffiths. Ma- and oh. then the late show, which is the real show, is Scott Bennett, Kate Lucas, and Paul Meyerhawk. Oh well, Paul. I know Paul. Yeah, I don't think Paul I've seen fantastic. Kate Lucas. I saw a clip of her. It's fun. Chris Mayo? I've seen her. Chris. Oh, is it the Chris Mayo? No, his name is Rob Mayo. That's another guy. Rob Mayo. Mm. Oh, well, oh, yeah. no one cares. And no three compares. Matt Holmes is the comper for my I show. Don't, I'm not sure if I know who that is. Mm. He's based in Leicester. Oh, okay, so I don't know who he mm. is. Uh, I'll tell you about the audition, I guess. Yeah. I went up with Dane, and we did the um, second audition, uh, the last audition, which was... Baptiste, Dane Baptiste. Dane Baptiste. Yeah. And we did the last audition, um, and we had a very nice car ride. Our, our neighbors are talking to each other now, ignoring the but fact that we're how, recording a podcast. That's how you get to be a part of this podcast, just show up outside of our house and talk. <laughs> just talk really loudly. Oh, they're having a conversation. <coughs> well, okay. Uh, we went up. Me and Dane went up on Thursday uh, for the last audition, and it was his second callback and my first. And um, Joe Dickens, who who is the tonics, um, he has the responsibility for the big value, was there and um, really liked me. And then he invited me back to Leicester on Friday, and then so I went back on Friday. And the the problem was on Friday that there weren't any buses or trains that were leaving after 8.30. So I had to take a bus back from uh, from Leicester to Birmingham at 11 
and then I had to wait in Birmingham until 3 and then got on the bus at Birmingham at 3 and came home to Victoria Station at 6 and was in bed at 7 and then they actually wanted me back to Nottingham for a third audition so I had to get up I fell asleep at like 8 got up at 12 and went out the door again to go to Nottingham and do the third audition um, but yeah the it was really really fun the Saturday the Saturday night was absolutely amazing I pretty much killed um, for doing 10 minutes only but it's not difficult I don't know if you find it it's not difficult I mean, I think to the most be amazing thing about the story you just yeah. told is that we actually cut out like 15 minutes of the least uninteresting the least things. interesting things <laughs> we just took out all the the highlights of that story exactly <laughs> we're gonna get into the so you killed and, and, and you killed i killed yeah on saturday and and then you went on stage and <laughs> i can't believe the neighbors aren't applauding that that was, that was absolutely brilliant this is sophie hagen's uh <laughs> and you killed all the contestants the other here. contestants and then Coming up. that was why you got chosen that was uh, how i got chosen i just eliminated the competition but um that's i don't know if you find it but it's not difficult to have a good 10 or it's it is difficult but it's not once you learn how to handle your 10 it's not difficult to mm. kill well, and it's, it's not, not difficult my, it's to not kill my, in a warm room. <coughs> Sorry, it's not my. <coughs> it's not the material that's my problem. It's mm -hmm. handling my nerves and and being yeah. able to feel comfortable in any room. Because there's a lot of, as soon as I feel pressure or uh, I feel that it really matters yeah. or I got it in my head that they won't like me, that's that's my problem. Because I know the material will work if I'm comfortable. Yeah, which sounds really. Uh, no, that. but that's the truth. That's that's how it is, and it's the same for me. And what happened with um, at just the tonic? I think I was thinking that uh, this is such a big deal. Um, it's not gonna happen. Like I'm not. I'm, mm. I won't even be considered. Yeah, we all thought that. Yeah, exactly. She won't. <laughs> this probably won't happen for her. And then uh, I was yeah having that out of my mind. I just yeah. sort of I was comfortable. Yeah, you gave that. the guy a blowjob and. Yeah, yeah, and then not only got you the lunch show, <laughs> it says a lot about your blowjob skills. Right, 14 minutes in, and we mentioned blowjobs. <laughs> uh, but oh, it was so funny at the first audition because it's an open audition. Is this the bus story again? No, 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 okay. it's not the bus story. But that was hilarious. Yeah, thank you. Did you open with that at the show? Yeah, yeah. Uh. You're interrupting me now. This is taking more <laughs> minutes <laughs> and seconds than necessary. Just trying to make it interesting. Um. But at the, because it's an open audition, so anybody can kind of sign up for it. Mm. So at the first audition, there was a guy who, it was his second time doing it. And he had, it was so clear, he had no idea what this was. He oh, didn't no. understand that it was an audition for a showcase. And so he goes on stage and he just completely forgets all of his material, he says. And he just starts talking about the reason why he started to do stand-up, which was that his wife cheated on him and he with just started comic? talking about no just with oh, okay. some dude at her gym <laughs> um and he just started talking about how uh, this like how he found out and it was so silent and he was like yeah i found out by checking her cell phone and i saw her text she had texted a guy that um she had texted a guy i would love to suck your big cock oh, wow. And it was silent in the room. And then, in the silence, 
Dane Baptiste just laughs. He's like, <laughs> and it just breaks the silence and it was so funny and everybody started laughing because Dane had yeah. left and it was so sad because uh, that guy was just on stage just opening op- his hat exactly and being it was just serious it wasn't funny you and think, you think she cheated so on him with Dane Baptiste <laughs> <laughs> that's why he laughed he probably has a huge right <laughs> wow! So you got the well. He's now objectifying men. How many minutes in? Uh, uh sixteen. Yeah. Cool. Speaking of objectifying men, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, well, it was um, incredible. <laughs> um, so you got the addition. I got, got the addition. Job. So you. But also in the Leicester, because going back from from Leicester to uh, London again, because in that night the promoter he texted me. <laughs> Like he was like because he wasn't there. He was supposed to be there and see me, and yeah. I was only supposed to do the Lester one, but he didn't show up. No. And then I did the Lester one. They recorded it and they were gonna send it to him, but he wanted to uh, because it went well. They texted him and said that he wanted to see me live and do well again. Um, so I had to go back to Nottingham the in day case after. They, they dubbed the video with laughter. Exactly, and in well, case I think <laughs> also the reason why this should be the last episode ever is because we should do. Uh, video logs now oh. because otherwise people are right now missing out on the most charming piece of sweat on your upper lip <laughs> thank you and I just I feel bad for them <laughs> and that's always the way Sophie Hagen tells you that something is wrong no, with you I don't think it's wrong with you I think you should just accept the fact that you have sweat on your upper lip oh touche touche this is what she does on the comedy collective no wonder nobody why I don't no, understand. I mean, Why doesn't people, on the people they really don't like sweat out of their mouths? <laughs> okay, <laughs> can I get back to the story? Yeah. Um, oh, it's not over. I thought this was the Lester thing because they wanted me back to Nottingham, and <coughs> and so, uh, but I had to take a trip back with the coach, and it would take like eight hours. And he texted me, and he was like, "Oh, how is the?" Uh, how will the coach ride work out for you? And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be home at that time. And he was like, oh, wow, I didn't realize that it was that bad. Do you want me to get you a hotel room? And I just couldn't say yes to that, which was, I know this sounds maybe a bit pretentious, but it was just like, it, it sounds retarded because I was just like, Oh no, no, you know what? That's fine. That's fine. It'll work out. I'll, I'll just take the bus home and then I'll be back in Nottingham. I could have just said, yes, I would like a hotel room because you're making me audition yeah. for this and blah, blah, blah. Three times in a row. Yeah, and I, at least I need, I the least thing I deserve is a hotel room. But I just couldn't say yes, and so I took the bus home and everything. But that was very interesting because I've never, I haven't done that since I was a real rookie Yeah. in Sweden. Do you remember that in Denmark? When, when you, you were a real rookie in Sweden? Oh, yeah, but when you uh, were a real rookie, when you would take the bus home to your town uh, from I would take the bus home back from Stockholm to Gothenburg because I couldn't afford accommodation so I would just uh, sit on this bus ride for seven hours well, and it just mm. it was very it was horrible to do that this weekend but it was very nostalgic but it's also you acknowledging that in London in yeah. England you don't just like it's not yeah. that easy you don't yeah, just go exactly. ac- down the road and then there's a comedy club and then you work yeah. that every night exactly uh denmark was quite different but yeah i have sat in a train in the middle of the night yeah. it wasn't because we couldn't find the accommodation it was just that the people we could sleep on the couches with they were not 
people we wanted to yeah sleep on their couches. Their couches. <laughs> and that's also it's also like acknowledging that hey, I'm a nobody right mm. now. So I'm supposed to put in this work. Yeah, like you don't it's complain. It's like part did, of the story. Yeah, I did I don't remember if I mentioned this, but I did the a gig in Plymouth. I did 10 minutes. Mm. I got 15 pounds and I left the house at 1 p.m. I was back uh, the next night at 4 a.m. Oh wow. To do 10 minutes. Yeah. In Plymouth. Yeah. And it did not lead to progression, and I just got the 15 pounds. Yeah. And at the end, it was uh, Chris Norton Walker who uh, who gave me the lift home. And uh, and I had to like ask for the money because he'd forgotten. And that was the most humiliating thing was going, uh, you know, the, the, 15, the 15 pounds that you promised me, yeah. which is nothing, but, you know, but it's that, but you don't complain about that because you know that that's how London and England works. That's how stand-up works. Yeah, that's and you and you were works. willing before yeah. you you before you offered a hotel room. Yeah. You were willing to to do that to see it through. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's also it's also acknowledging that that is the work I need to put in, and that's the work that's the level I'm at now. Yeah, and it's also part of the story. Like, oh, when I got the big value thing, I did this. Yeah, and I had to spend like seven hours on a bus and blah blah. Yeah. blah. But, but but also because now yeah. you got the big values, so from now on, I mean, they will pick you up in a limo. Yes, everywhere you go. Give me the executive suite at the Holiday Inn. Yeah, you'll get an assistant. <laughs> but that <coughs> was that was really um, that was really nice. It was Can a you nostalgic. Hold this yeah, it, up? it was a nostalgic. There, because no, yes. you—that's also the thing. Sophie's been the one holding this little recorder thing the old podcast but that was Which also um, proves that we don't have like a recording studio with a no. huge <laughs> thing i don't know what the names are we don't we're not sitting with like headphones on and we should take a picture of this no no okay. no i haven't showered for four days i'm disgusting mm. you don't smell disgusting that's you smell lovely well, i wouldn't know if i did because i can't smell anything because i'm sick oh no, no don't smell, smell me don't smell me you smell fine yeah but don't don't smell me sorry um, shouldn't do that again. <laughs> but it was it was nice to feel like a rookie. Yeah. Because you feel that's now you realize that okay, I'm on the next level now, and I'm yeah. the I'm the most terrible person at the next level. Yeah. And oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. how I need to. That's where I need to be. And I that's the uh, that's the good thing about doing stand up is that you'll never like you'll never be on top. No. Unless you're Louis C.K. Then you are the best, but or until Michael then you'll just always be. Yeah, you'll you'll always be more than. You'll always be further than someone else. So there will always be someone under you in in like experience or where you've and reached. And above you. But there will yeah exactly there will always be someone above you, especially us. I mean the first people who ever started doing stand up, they were the first and they can now become the best and the most experienced. But there will always be someone above us, because imagine how like oh well. When we make it, Louis C.K. will probably be dead, but <laughs> there will be someone who's done that since they were 12 years old. Yeah. And we'll be like, no, ah. so When you hear the stories about Jimmy Carr, how he, he did like five gigs a night, and then whenever he would travel to a different city, he would just call up the radio oh, station yes. and be like, hey, I'm, I'm coming yeah. to perform. Come, can I be on your radio show? It's like, yeah, yeah it's really... Ah, I love it. I'm... I'm I, there is no good way for me to just steer the attention onto me, <laughs> apart from like this. So I won the. I Sophie won a Hagen. Thing. <laughs> Sophie Hagen was nominated. Won the Laughing Horse 
uh, competition, Last, Act last competition, yeah. 2013. Last year, I congratulations, thank Sophie. You. Last year, I was in three finals, and my uh, my my nervousness kind of dropped for each one because at the first one, I was, it was a funny women competition. Mm. <coughs> I was so nervous and I had such high expectations of myself. And I didn't even place, I didn't even have a good show. And then I did the Leicester Square, <coughs> sorry, Leicester Square New Comedian. And I was third, but I was also, it was a big deal to me. Then I did the Piccadilly Comedy Club and I was kind of losing, losing the, uh, the, the belief that I would win and I didn't. And so when I got to the Laughing Horse final and I looked at all the acts that were going to be on it, I saw mm. like Sunil Patel and mm. people who, what, the guy, what's his name, Jack, Jack Hill? Jack Pelham? Oh, well, no, no, Johnny, Johnny Pelham, who I've seen once and he was amazing. Ah. And I thought he would, would, would win the whole thing. And then I saw like Sunil, who's also amazing. Um, and who won Jack the Hill. Piccadilly? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he won the Piccadilly. Yeah, he beat me once before, and then I was, and he's been in the BBC final as well. Mm. Jack Hill, he won Charles Student Awards in two thousand and eight. Uh, so I thought, whoa. And uh, Alistair Becker King. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Alistair Becker King, who it, I like in the day, uh, the day up to the the competition, mm. the final. I got texts from people, and most of everyone said, uh, "Hey, good luck. Have a good show. You probably won't win." Uh, I think that, and then it was either Johnny Pelham or Elizabeth King or Sunil was going to win. And I said, I agree, it's going to be one of them. But you showed those bitches, <laughs> didn't you? So I had, I had no nerves. I wasn't nervous. I just, I just wanted to have a good time. I, it, it sounds so cliche, but I, I really didn't think I had a chance. And I didn't think that I could win. I was hoping to get a place, because um, I knew that I, I could get a place. But then I just had a I just had a good show and and when they were announcing the people, I this number three was Johnny no num, was yeah number three was Johnny Pelham I think and I thought whoa that's something made a mistake someone made a mistake because then there's no one left who can I thought oh I, I in my head I went oh good because even though Sunil didn't. Uh, it wasn't the best show I've ever seen him do. He was still amazing, of course, but I thought, oh, okay, good, so they can see through people's performances, and they did because it was ju- judges who uh, who determined it. And then they said Alistair Baker King as second, and I thought that's weird. I mean, this is they're going to be a riot now if they choose Sunil because that's going. And then they said my name, and it was I've never won stuff before like that. Yeah. That was insane, and. Uh, it was, it was, and the thing that happened was after I won, yeah. I just, all my happiness, I just kind of put it on everything else. Uh, the One of the judges congratulated me, and because I couldn't react, because I didn't know how to react, I just grabbed the another another one of the contestants, and it just said, oh, meet my boyfriend, and I pretended he was my boyfriend, because I couldn't deal with that overwhelming feeling of people acknowledging what I've been working for yeah uh, yeah but but then I went to Denmark the like six hours later I t- was on a plane went to Denmark and did Comedy Zoo which is the Danish comedy club yeah I did a whole week there I was there every day from Monday to Saturday uh, and I've I'm in like a euphoric state of 
disbelief and like an overwhelming feeling of not really grasping what's happening right now. Because every time someone talks to me and reminds me of what I've done, every time someone says, oh, you won that or you're doing the club, or in my head I just go, no, 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 I'm still just on the open mic circuit. I'm, yeah. It's because when I started out doing this, I thought that the, like, I would never, I, my, my uh, goal in this was to, you know, one day be chosen as someone who would open an open mic. Yeah. Or one day they'll trust that I can open an open mic and that's going to be huge. And in my head, that's still kind of the, what I'm aspiring to do. Yeah. <coughs> and all of a sudden I might one day headline a real show, mm. which is such a long, a long step. Now, now I'm doing an Evelyn and I'm just talking. Uh, but we've, we're both coincidentally in the same situation now yeah. where we started out in London a year ago, mm. less than a year ago, and now things are actually starting to happen. Mm. How do you think that feels? It feels, um, <laughs> it feels like I'm almost a comedian. Yeah. You know, I felt because after just a tonic and just traveling and doing the shows, and how I did the shows, how mm. I felt when I was doing the shows, and how I felt before, my attitude and everything. I just felt like a comedian. It's the first time in my life that I've actually felt like... I've thought that I've... No, actually never, never before. I've been doing stand-up. I know I've been doing stand-up, but I haven't felt like a stand-up. Like, mm. I haven't felt like a proper comedian yeah. until this week, or this weekend. Until moving to Britain. And doing it. Does, does it feel like you're, you're in the Chortle Student yeah. uh, Award final? Yeah. Are you... Do you expect to win? <laughs> I hope to win. Do you, I, you, you, would, you acknowledge that you do have a fair chance of winning? Yeah, And absolutely. not in the freak kind of way? No, no. No. Because, I mean, if comparatively, I've been going four and a half years... It's more than Tim Renkov, I know, I think he's been going three years. There's a guy who's been going six years, but then every other person, that was like, I think they're within their first few months. Oh, wow. So, absolutely, I have a fair chance of winning. Yeah. Um, and hopefully I'll be able to perform that night that I can make them uh, consider me. Like, yeah. Um, because I think, for now, it all comes down to how you perform the night. Yeah, yeah, it's all the night. Yeah. And I'm, quite honestly, I'm just really happy to be in the final. Yeah. And just, just don't open. Yeah, I don't want to open and I don't want to be last. <coughs> I want to be... Oh, you can be last, that's fine. Just ah. don't open. If it's a good night, you can be last. I think in both, the in the Funny Women final and the Leicester Square, I think the winner closed. I think so. I think yeah. I remember yeah. that happening. Yeah, uh, My, Gabby not, closed. Yeah. yeah, Gabby closed and Funby, I think, closed as well. Um. And I was on second or something. And I was on sixth in the uh, Laughing Horse. Yeah. You know what I thought after you won um, the Laughing Horse? Hmm. I was like, the first thought I had, oh, fuck, now I have to win Shortle. <laughs> because it's funny. It's funny. It is funny, you, but... That you think we're on the same level. <laughs> that you think you have a chance. Then I have to win something else. <laughs> um... Mm. But that was the thing. How do you deal with hecklers? Do you have any? 
have you had any? Uh, I'm not, I'm not, when I've done it, I've mostly come across as uh, like a mother or a teacher. Mm. Yeah. I I was doing, I had my own show, my own, uh, where I was emceeing and there was some guys who were talking and I, my reaction was to go, oh, what are you talking about? And they started going, oh, sorry, like, like I could recognize from school oh, when yeah. some guys were talking and the teacher went, you have to share that with the class. So I come across as very like motherly and they're like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, miss. Uh, but there was a guy in Denmark, it wasn't really a heckle, but I did. Uh, I did a joke where someone, and in the joke, someone said something offensive. Mm. And the guy in the front row had just taken a sip of his uh, beer mm. and he went <laughs> and just spat all over me on the stage. Because <laughs> he uh, was laughing. Yeah, yeah, he was like trying to hold a, a laugh down. Yeah. And I said uh, something like, uh, oh, we always, so, so unoriginal. I said, oh, we always place a squirter on the front row to squirt with his mouth and it worked because mm-hmm. it was they were people stupid but that's what <coughs> I think about um, hecklers that you know or heckle put downs you just have to be quick yeah it doesn't necessarily have to one, be original it was one, or funny but yeah and to be to, to be, be honest it was one of the reasons why I won Laughing Horse mm. because of Ian Lane who's <laughs> an open mic comic because uh, he was sitting in the front row and I think it was I said the joke where I said said I've had sex which basically is the joke mm. and then Ian Lane said ha like really loudly <laughs> and I said oh I didn't know he'd come or something like that oh he's here for, yeah. he's come back or something like that and it was the quickness that like d- made me stand out from Alistair Beckett King who was second yeah and someone told me that yeah that was like when they were arguing about it who should win yeah that was one of the things that they said that well she reacted which means that she could play a club which she could yeah but it's it's really in my head. I always panic, and I go, "You just say something." Yeah, it's better than not saying anything. Even if what you're saying is really bad, just say something because yeah. it shows that you at least you're acknowledge there. it. Exactly, and you're taking in the room. Yeah, and that's what I've been learning with the last few gigs. Is that I like I really like it. I want to do that more, more audience interaction, yeah. more. The more best thing in the, the room. it's the best thing is seeing someone kill hecklers. Yes, I love that. Jim Jeffries. Oh, Jim Jeffries, Jimmy Carr. There's a clip on the internet with, clip with Jimmy Carr where he's completely murdering a heckler. And after he's done that, he just sits down and he goes, uh, come on, give me another one. This is what I do. I do this for a living. Bring it on. As, of course, he didn't phrase it like that. <laughs> I just remember it really the whole, the whole goosebumps thing where I'm just thinking, yeah. Just, it's seeing someone fight with words. Yeah, that is brilliant. Especially because the people Seems in the audience, they have like if you're an idiot who heckles, mm. you don't know how to heckle. Because <laughs> if you were clever enough to know how to heckle, you wouldn't be heckling. Yeah, you would be on stage doing jokes. Because yeah, that's often what shut up because you're intelligent. Yeah. You know that you're not the center of the Attention. of the gig. Because that's usually <coughs> what hecklers are. Because I I haven't really gotten heckles. I've gotten like oh. I'm going to comment on your joke because I think you'll find my comment funny uh. kind of thing. And those are usually the people who want to be on stage. Yeah. Or they're the funny guy in uh. the group. It's like an alpha thing. Yeah. And it happens more frequently in England than it happens in Sweden. Yeah. I've I've learned. England is very... Especially if you go outside London, there's always a guy who's going to interrupt the night, I feel. I haven't... I haven't... I don't remember that... I, there was Outside a guy, London, but, but there was actually a guy in Denmark. I did my joke, as I don't remember which joke, and then a guy 
said something loud enough for me to hear it, but it wasn't like a shouty heckle. But what he said was actually really funny. <laughs> and I just looked at him and I went, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use that. Because I, I am. <laughs> I'm totally gonna use that. Because it was actually quite a good tag. Where what I did he say? Oh, I don't remember what joke it was. Um, it was, I don't remember. Um, but I just remember it being actually funny. I was like, oh, that's... Because sometimes if what they say is funny, you just have to let them have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do. Like, oh, it's so exciting, though, taking in the room and everything. Oh, but I've seen... Uh, the uh, interesting thing I saw once was, uh, you know, Andrew O'Neill. Yes, yes. I, I played with him this weekend at the Tonic. I saw him at the Tonic once. Yeah. Destroying hecklers. Yeah, and it was, he did this, too. It yeah. was just boom, boom. And these guys were idiots. And he just took them out one yeah. by one. And then right after... Uh, Bob Slayer went on and he also destroyed these hecklers but he did it in the exact opposite way because mm. uh, Andrew O'Neill was He's harsh he was very harsh he yeah. was like uh, he said you'll always hate your job you'll never be happy and your girlfriend will always think of someone else when she fucks you and stuff like that and, this, and people were applauding and it was brilliant because this guy was an actual bully mm. this guy was an idiot who was shouting really hate hate things towards Andrew. Because Andrew is an act who's, um, he's a transvestite. Yeah. And he's also long, like a metal rocker. Yeah, long black hair, metal, wears a dress. Uh, very, very funny. Uh, so, But he destroyed this guy like, completely. But then Bob Slayer went on. Yeah. Bob Slayer did the exact opposite because he was being so loving towards this guy, like took him onto the stage, like hugged him, yeah. told him he was good enough. And both things worked. And I loved watching Andrew Neil do that, but yeah. I thought that was a real, was a real interesting thing about be, like ruining them with by being nice. Yeah, that was just complete up because this guy just became like when they did it with Andrew Neil, the guy left, <coughs> took his friends and they left. Mm. When Bob Slayer was on, he shut up. <laughs> he sat down, just he was completely blown away because Slayer was just giving him so much. Yeah, love. and he's like, "Yeah, you're with me now." It's like he yeah, took he, him onto his yeah. team, and, and he told, "Yeah, because it was an alpha thing." He said, yeah. "You are alpha. You are the alpha. I'm just gonna stand here and do, do jokes, but you just still let me don't. borrow your time." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where Andrew Neil just took the alpha position, and just went, "I am alpha." Yeah, I love watching people destroy hecklers. I love it. I I hate. I don't. I would like to do it if if it goes well, but mm. most of all, I just want to stand there and just. I just want to talk, and I don't want to be interrupted, because <clears throat> you never know what to expect, and people are... <coughs> I think the worst thing is when they don't think that you know what you're doing. Yeah. I did I did a lot of fat jokes uh, in a row, and then about... Uh, I've done a lot of them, and then I said... <clears throat> I had something a bit about a club for fat people. Mm. And I said, oh yeah, there could be a club for fat people. And then a guy said to his uh, mate, he said, uh, oh yeah, she could join it. Like, I, why have you not understood that that's exactly what I've been saying for five <laughs> yeah. minutes? Oh, do you think that now it occurs to me that maybe I'm... F why, why have you not... And he was just had this smug look, like he felt like he had made a joke to his friend. Like, oh, she's fat. Yeah, that's my point. That's the only thing I talk about. I'm not, oh, and I hated that because he didn't say yeah. it loud enough. He didn't challenge me, so I couldn't really point it out. Yeah. I could just go, oh, you idiot, stupid idiot. Yeah. You think I don't know what I'm... What's happening up here? That happened in uh, Nottingham where, where there was this guy in the front row and he just kept interrupting constantly um, throughout the night. And I acknowledged him twice. And then by the third time, I just, I kind of 
gave up and I was like, hey, you're interrupting my set now. Mm. And there was nothing funny about it. And he was like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And then the promoter came up and he was like, hey, you need to be quiet. Mm. But the audience was completely quiet because they hadn't heard him. Uh, I was the only one hearing him. But the room was big enough that people didn't hear him. Oh, yeah. Then you just come across as crazy if you start exactly. acknowledging things that no one Nobody saw. saw. Did I tell you the best heckler story? The best. Well, it's, it's a horrible heckler story, but it still happened. At uh, Camden Head. Oh, no. Have I told... I, it's like we're like three episodes in, and I'm already forgetting what I've said before. Yeah, um, you haven't said it in the podcast at least. It was absolutely, it was so brilliant. There was uh, the MC was set, it was a full room, like 120 people. People were standing up, and the guy was introduced. He said, "Oh, this next guy is he's, it's his very first time performing stand up ever. He's never done it before. Uh, bring this guy on stage. Be very nice to him." And this, what's he like, 15 year old? tiny guy with glasses shaking mm. he like stumbles up on the stage grabs a microphone he's shaking he's shivering he's saying hi and people are like applauding and they're really supportive and then this guy says <clears throat> the first sentence out of his mouth is I was 13 years old when I was diagnosed with cancer <gasps> and a guy immediately after without skipping a beat a guy from the back of the room shouts be funny <laughs> And this, and there was like a complete silence for three or four seconds when no one can under, no one can comprehend what just happened. <coughs> and the MC just runs to the stage and rips the microphone out of this guy's hand, almost pushes him away, and just starts screaming like, "Who said that? Who said that? Who was that?" And people in the room pointed at this guy who was too drunk. He didn't know what he shouted. He was just really drunk, and the the audience kind of threw him out, Whoa. locked the door behind him, and the MC kind of just started shouting and shouting like what the fuck what was that fuck that guy no one ever do that again and then he really put this, the mood up and then he said you know give it up for this guy again and he got the most like, the biggest applause I've ever seen anyone get yeah. because they were so supportive of this guy That's so nice. and it was so funny it was so funny my friend Isaac has a joke where he's like um, where he saw a rookie perform for the first time oh yeah and he was like and the rookie was like oh no I, I I just can't. I just can't do this. I just can't. And he was about to leave the stage, and then the audience were like, "No! Come on! Do it anyway! Do it anyway!" And so he went up on stage yeah. and did it again. And then his joke is basically, "You don't see that happening in any other field of work, like yeah. if it's a pilot or something." And yeah. I, I'm not gonna spoil his joke, but <laughs> I kind of did. It's, it's funny because I've been touring with your friend Isaac, yeah. so I've seen him do that joke eight times in a row <laughs> and yeah I, I remember that uh isaac is lovely isaac is, is is such a good guy yeah such a nice guy he's i was and he's he's extremely cute he's and very I, cute and yeah. i always ex i expect all comedians to just i expect them all to be desperate and just wanting to get laid by anything so whenever a, a girl's hit on him and he didn't jump them i'd be like why what are you doing you can, tot <laughs> you can totally have her He's totally and he was like, no, I'm not really. So I was like, why not? <laughs> they just, they're throwing themselves at you. He's like, no, I have standards. I'm like, why? Why do you have standards? How do you do that? How do you get that? Oh, he's brilliant. He's one of my, he's a, my favorite, one of my favorite people because he's just, he's very, he's weird and funny and stuff. But he's weird. just, no, he's not that weird, but he's weird enough that he's interesting. And then, <laughs> but he's also like so put together and he has, yeah. he has everything under control. Um, yeah, he's very, uh, he's very aware of what he's doing. Yeah, which is awesome. It was a nice tour, and that's 
on that tour you met someone, didn't you? <laughs> this is this is this is how I handle whenever something's going really well for me, I have to just remove focus from that. I met <clears throat> I met uh, a Dutch comedian in uh, in Holland uh, when I was touring, and we were, we were kind of it didn't do much, but things happened, and. Uh, and I didn't hear from him since. Yeah. Uh, we got we befriended each other on Facebook and stuff, but we didn't really like because we probably never see each other again. And then a few days ago, he texted me. Yeah. And I thought, you know, I was in the airport, I was bored, so I kind of just texted him back, and all of a sudden it turned into a sexting situation. <laughs> and I love sexting. I get, not because it's that much of a turn on, but it's the whole play with words and the whole. Uh, it's like a manipulative thing, and it's a play with words, and it's just it's a challenge, like a real challenge with words and uh, sexuality. I think it's really interesting. So we were sexing, it going pretty well. He sent some pictures, uh, which was fun, uh, and it just it just and and I th- it became more it always becomes more and more of a challenge because there's only so many ways you can say certain things uh, and certain positions you can mention, and uh, <laughs> so at the end I thought okay I have to be I have to be I have to create some situations that are different so we can use some new stuff. <coughs> and uh, uh, he hasn't written me back. What did you write? Well, I wrote... Uh, should I find it? Yes, I, I want to hear it. what no, you wrote. No, you have to hold the microphone. <laughs> I wrote... Because it was getting heated up and I suggested that I... That I, I found some situations that were really sexy. And... Um, uh, Tell us. So I wrote, "It's 1941. You're a Nazi and I'm a Jew, and you have to kill me, but I seduce you instead." <laughs> or it's 1981, and you're the leader of an underground activist movement helping people escape the DDR. I'm a Stasi agent and discover your secret hideaway, and you take me prisoner. <laughs> or it's a hot summer day in Spain, and we're two strangers stuck in an elevator. In which case. In which case, it doesn't matter if we're in Spain. Yeah. That doesn't, it's just an elevator. That just creates... Because like, I'm thinking that way you would know that the elevator is kind of old. Because I assume that elevators in, in Spain, Spain are, are old. old. Well, elevators in Italy are old. And then he just wrote back, that sounds sane. And oh then, my god. <laughs> he doesn't have... So just, that was really... But, uh, I thought I that wrong? was really sexy. Isn't it? Yeah, no, that's, serious. No, but I, no, I'm being serious. Because that shows that you're intelligent and you're funny. <laughs> And who doesn't not, want to be not, with someone who's intelligent and funny? But it's not funny? intelligent, it's sexy. <laughs> yeah, but intelligence and funniness are sexy. No, no yes, it's not. No, 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 but, but imagine, ima- no, 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 because imagine... <laughs> it is kind of oh, sexy like, too. If I was... In it's the, like a, I'm Anne Frank, you know, and he oh, he finds me and he's like, Oh, I found you, Anne Frank. Let me, I'm gonna... I'm gonna take you and to this camp and I'm gonna torture you to death. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Please don't, please don't, I've been hiding here forever, I didn't want to die. And he's like, yeah, I have to kill you. You're smutting up this innocent... No, but then I'm like... Is, is, no, oh, she's 15? She's 15, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, okay, I then I'm... I was 15. Okay, then I'm another kind of Jew in another attic. I'm Anne, Fra- oh I'm Anne Frank's... I'm Anne Frank's older sister. Um, Jane Frank. And uh, oh my god! And the Nazi. This is almost worse than Justin Bieber saying that Anne Frank would be a believer. <laughs> and then Jane is like, "Oh, don't kill me!" And he's like, "Yeah, we already have your sister." I'm like, "No, not Anne." Uh, 
do you have a journal? They're like, no. Uh, and and I'm like, oh, but he's like, I'm going to kill you now because you're, you're a Jew. I'm like, no, no, no. Is there anything I can do? He's like, no, I'm a Nazi. I, I, don't, I don't have feelings. I'm like, well, I'm not talking about feelings. And then, bam, 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 See, it's kind of sexy. And he's like, no, I can't do this. You're a filthy, nasty Jew. And I'm like, well, is this a filthy, nasty Jew thing? And they're like, oh, I didn't know that. Jews could be that sexy and you know and they could evolve into something really sexy <laughs> the same with like the, the Stasi DDR Eastern Berlin thing yeah. you know like he's sticking a hole in a basement <coughs> wearing a, a white wife beater and like short khaki shorts and he's like really dirty and sweaty because he cares so much about his cause which is to dig a tunnel for people to escape to West Berlin yeah and then I find him, and I'm really new, a new Stasi agent. So I'm a bit nervous, and I've gone down there alone to prove something to my boss. And he's there, he's digging, and I'm like, oh, you, you're digging a hole, that's illegal, I'm going to take you in. But then, because I'm new, I forgot my weapon. No, 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 I re <laughs> no, 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 I remembered my weapon. But I'm so nervous, and he's, he has this stare, like this sexy stare. So before I know it, he's like, he's already has me like a grab and he's like, took my gun and he's holding it to my head and he's like, I should kill you just for being a, a, a traitor to your country. I'm like, no, 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 okay, I'll help you dig a hole. He's like, I don't believe you. And you know how naturally things would happen from then on. Yes. It's, I think it's very sexy situations. And the elevator, that kind of, just, that speaks for itself. It's really hard and, you know, very oh. hard in the elevator. Yeah, it's that's Spain. amazing. But that's He's like, hola, hola. Like, oh, hablas espanola. Si, si, si. Bonito, bonito. And then we have sex. But he hasn't, he hasn't answered back. And I think that might be a sign of him being retarded. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I don't understand why, why this isn't awesome. When, <laughs> when, when, when we say that. Because I remember, I remember talking to a friend. And he, had, he told me about how all of his girlfriends had told him like six months in or something that uh, that they were angry he had so many girlfriends <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> no but uh, that um <clears throat> they had been born with they had been born guys and then or they had been born with both genders and then their parents chose to make them girls and he remembered that first time he almost fell for it and then he was like no but wait a minute blah 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 uh, and, and then, then she fucked him in the ass, and he was like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> it's so true." It wasn't a joke. <laughs> it wasn't a joke. But then also, like, um, then subsequently, after every girl he dated had said this, he was like, he was so mad that if he that they just couldn't come up with anything original. And I was like, "Yeah, that's true." I mean, if it were me, I would go with rape. Naturally. Naturally. As you would. Because it's like if I say that I was raped as a kid, or I was raped sometimes. If he questions it, it would mean that he would be an inconsiderate dick. Yeah. Kind of. Because you can't question someone who says that they've been raped. Because it's such a horrible thing. And so you're, you're, that would solve. <laughs> that would like, and then you're, you're you would be able to fool him. You're comparing transgender people to rape victims. <laughs> no, I'm not. Horrible. I'm just saying that a rape live? would be a better Get situation help. to go with. Because then <coughs> the boyfriend couldn't be able to question if it's authentic or not and if Which you're a transgender person lie. exactly so you can go i've been raped and he'll be like oh my god i'm i'm so i'm so sorry yeah I'm, and oh then you'd god, have to be i didn't with know you. that you oh my, and you'll be like 
Just kidding! <laughs> I have an awesome sense of humor. <laughs> Let's <laughs> play Nazi and juice. <laughs> Sometimes I just have this. I don't think I want to be with anyone who thinks that's funny. <laughs> oh my god! But if he, if if he, it's, it's a bit I weird if he falls for women who does that exact same joke. I've it never heard anyone do that. Do you think they have? Like I've a, never heard it either. But. It is weird. Maybe he's, he's, weird. He, he must have said something to them. He must have asked them or something like, have you been a man? <laughs> and they all go, uh, yeah, because they think that's funny. And he's like, oh, they all say that. Yeah, but that's because you ask the question every time. <laughs> but <laughs> maybe he has the issues. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe he just finds like really butch women. <laughs> In which yeah, case, well, I don't know why you're not together. I don't okay. either. Oh boom! We boom. actually asked uh, we asked people on, to send in on Twitter and on my Facebook page, yeah, if they had questions for us, which is very uh, high tech. No, it's very um, just that we assume that people have that. Well, they have. Well, Do one they? person had. <laughs> I'll check Twitter, and you can check, check Facebook. Facebook. Oh, I got a friend request. <laughs> it's the life of life of fame, isn't it? Uh, this is really good. Really good. It's a really good... Oh, there we go. I have two things on Facebook. I have one on, on the Twitter. We have uh, Andy Field saying you should draw pictures and show them to each other but never really talk about them. Really tear the whole podcast genre. That's really weird. That's not really a question. That's is it? not even. That's not even. And clever then a guy said, <laughs> "I'm sorry, Andy Field." Then a guy whose whose name is Kevin James Roberto Mahone says, "Coming up next on the podcast, shocking images of the Darfur crisis, but you'll never see them," which I think is some kind of a is it like a joke or something. <laughs> right. But, that we so just no eliminated questions. the only two. Well, we have one genuine <coughs> question. Yeah. Good. From Jack Grant. Grant. Um, Me and Jack Grant were the joint winners of uh, the, uh, oh, what was the name of that What was club? it called? Robert Beckford's Club. Robert Beckford's Secondo Comedy Club, where I won by, like, definitely most of the votes, but then the promoter decided to, why not split the prize between Jack and Sophie, because I taught Jack everything he knows. He should have taught him better, I say, so that he could have won. But I ended up having to give, uh, was it 50, 50 pounds to Jack Grant? And Robert Beckford, he just kept breakdancing, didn't he? Oh, he's the whole story for himself. What, oh, what does sorry. Jack say? Uh, he says, Sophie Hagen, which of your housemates was the least convincing when congratulating you on your laughing horse win? Well, I'll... Well, you had three people in the house. Did Peter even congratulate you? You know what? Peter woke up in the middle of the night, checked Facebook, oh. saw that I'd written that I'd won, oh. knocked my door. I was packing for Denmark. He knocked my door. He kneeled, knelt, kneeled. He did? And gave me a hug, which oh. he doesn't often do. Yeah. And then he said congratulations, and he was very proud. And I okay. almost got, I got very emotional. Because yeah. he's, he's not one to show emotion. So he was the most convincing. That's a very good... Okay, yeah. And I texted you. Yeah, but that wasn't that convincing. Cause I but then I came out of my room and I was like, ah, congratulations. And we had this whole yeah, session but then in the about, kitchen. Then a few weeks later you said that the first thing you thought was, I have to win a competition too. I think you yeah. must must have been the least... How was Dave's? Dave, was sent, Dave sent a really nice text yeah. and wrote me that, that he, he wished he could show his support more. But he was not feeling very well. 
and he didn't want to impose his his sadness on me. Oh, so which I think is really nice. Okay, so I was the least convincing. Yeah, but I, I, I do believe least. I do believe that you're happy for me because yeah. when I get successful, you know, I'm gonna be pulling you up because people think we're the same person. That happened yesterday. The, the who did that? I don't get it. How PJ did it? Well, PJ oh. from the comedy pit. But I don't. I really don't understand. What is it? It's because we're fat, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And we're I, fat and we're Scandinavian. Hair. We have the same color hair, don't we? Almost. Almost. But I'm Chinese. Yeah. Don't they see that? That even though our, our the woman in the grocery store. Your oh, sisters? she thinks we're sisters. Your sisters. Yeah. <laughs> But I was at, when I was in Denmark. I was no, but when I was shop. in Denmark. I was asked. Uh, I was walking with my friend's husband, <coughs> and a woman said, "Oh, uh, brother, sister. He's uh, what like ten feet tall, black. Oh, was it Babaka? Babaka, huge black guy. <laughs> brother, sister. Yeah, yeah, we're brothers and sisters. Yeah." <laughs> The kind of brother and sister that don't have the same parents or come from the same country or were even born at the same... I don't know what... But oh, I, people ask so me funny. that about me and Ina, my, my best friend Ina. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she's, you know, well, skinny, skinny, blonde. Well, There's she's no, white. Nothing. Yeah, well, we don't have the same color hair. We don't have the same height. We don't have the same body shape. We have nothing. She has blue eyes. Mm. She has... I mean, there's nothing alike. Mm. I remember I was once uh, I had my uh, my sister for the first time I had her out on an uh, on an open mic, mm. and uh, uh, my uh, a Danish comedian called Thomas, he was very amazed, and uh, after she was, had left, he started saying to people, "Oh, did you see? Did you see uh, Sophie's sister? Have you seen Sophie's sister?" Mm. He said no, and he was like, "Oh, she's she looks exactly like Sophie, only she's pretty." Like no, you can't say that. I was like, yeah, you can. Now we're both checking our phones, which is yeah. Oh, but I, I was just um, seeing something. Uh, they've changed the interface on on the Google Mail. You are app. almost doing the thing that guy suggested that we just start t- talking about things that they can't see. <laughs> that they can't see. I'm wearing a very pretty dress. No, I'm not. Yeah, it's kind of pretty. Uh, it's from Primark. It's okay. What more did we have I, to cover? I wanted to ask you. Yes. Uh, like what? What do you want? Like what do you? When you reach the point where you have fame. Let's say if you reach the point where your fame can let you do almost anything, what do you want to do? Like how would you spend your time? What's your? What do you want? Like what? What, what are the parts that you look forward to doing? I really don't know. I um, you must have some like things you watch on TV or you listen to and oh, you go, I oh, would, I want to do that. I would love to do a travel show, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to do a travel show where I um, either take people. I think my selling point would be to take people to Asia, I guess, because I'm Asian and I know Hong Kong. To so do the opposite of what your parents did to you. Yeah. <laughs> they took me to Sweden. Gonna <laughs> sell people to Asian people. Sell people to Asian people. Um, but I, no, but stand-up-wise, I'm always gonna want to do stand-up. I think I want to do. I would love to do some kind of movie thing. But I, my dream would be. This is like a dream that's not gonna happen. But <laughs> probably not. Like sta- Saturday Night Live. It was like, wow, that would be cool. Like actor or writer? 
uh, any. I would love to be a writer on the show. I'd love to be uh, an actor, but I want to get into improv and stuff. But I, I would, I would really like to do like a TV show or a movie or something where I could write something. Do like Tina Fey. I would love to be Tina Fey. You just want to be Tina Fey. Yeah, that would be amazing <coughs> to be Tina Fey or Mindy Kaling right now. She's funny. Um, but I think I'm always going to want to do stand-up. And I want to be, I mean, doing something like Louis C.K. is doing. Just like a new hour every, maybe not every, well, every year, but you you can't saturate your yourself as yeah. well to the public because he's starting to hit his ceiling now. I see. Yeah, people are starting to kind of make fun of him a bit. Um, but I don't know, have creative freedom is pretty cool, yeah. isn't it? Have creative freedom. I wouldn't want to go to space. I don't want to go to Mars. <laughs> you know, you're just, now you're just saying things. No, but I... I it's not, if you start excluding things, <laughs> we have a, that's going to be a long podcast. That's a big podcast. And I also don't want to be the CEO of a big company. <laughs> I don't want to live in Mexico. Uh, Mexico? Did you really just pronounce it like that? <laughs> oh my God. I would love to have even... Husband. Yeah, that would be nice too. But, well, not... Uh, I don't care about that. But mm -hmm. I would love to have, like... Your tears tells me otherwise. Be <laughs> okay. I would love to be in Arrested Development, even if it's just, like, in the background as, like, an extra. That's aiming high. I, I know. think people are doing that right now who have less success than you. I know. That would be a dream. You want to be Ben Stiller? <laughs> Yeah, only if it means that I can marry um, that Brady girl. Brady girl? Yeah, because his wife was one of the Brady I bunch don't know people. either one. Uh, she's very pretty. Uh, a husband? I'd like, I want to have a best Which, friend. That's who, who what do you I... Wanna, who, is the, who would be the perfect guy for you to marry? You Apart mean... from, you know, who who's not obtainable. <laughs> oh, you mean someone that I know? No. No. Who's who's oh so who is famous? Yeah, that's the perfect guy. Where you, well, this is the guy who it doesn't matter who he is as a person. Yeah. But it's someone it's where purely you looks. walk down the red carpet and you <laughs> later do Letterman. Yeah. And they ask like, oh, so you're dating this guy? And you're like, yeah, I am. And that would be the the guy where you could imagine like the whole celebrity fame thing that would yeah. be the perfect guy for you. No, but I would I would love like just like a computer technician or something. No, no, no. You're not playing the game now. Okay. People wouldn't be wow. So Evelyn Mark is dating th that guy with the glasses. <laughs> that's a bizarre where people are like, whoa, those two? Whoa, we know both of them. Okay. And you can be like, yeah, I'm in this new movie. <laughs> Something. Okay. Um, there is probably someone better that I haven't <laughs> that I haven't really thought about. I don't think they're going to listen to this. It's okay. not like Brad Pitt is going to listen to this podcast yeah. and go, say me, say me, say me. <laughs> Fuck! Johnny Depp again? Oh, I would be better on the red carpet. He's gonna call you, Abby. Why didn't you mention? Why didn't you mention me? You're already. I just. Married. I think that the the three people who listen to this. Yeah. If they are still listening. Okay. Yeah. I don't think anyone's gonna F be offended. Pharrell. Pharrell. What? Williams. Pharrell from Nerd. Is that the guy with the with the uh, bandage on his? No. no. Does he? Haven't yeah, you seen Pharrell? Like a, I don't know. Pharrell Williams from NERD. Is really really. No idea what that is. He's he's extremely. It's the weirdest weirdest answer. You haven't heard any. So what was, so when people are like, how did you meet? Where would you have met? Um, at a gala, where, uh, at the Grammys, 
at the Grammys. Why I was presenting a, an oh, award. You were. And yeah. then you presented his award. Yeah, it doesn't have no, oh, not his award. We met backstage or oh, something. Okay. Or Josh Groban. I think he's kind of funny. Yeah. He's funny on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> and that's going to be how How did you meet? Well, he was, I retweeted him. Then he favorited one of my tweets, and then and everything kind of just happened, happened from, there. from there. That's an awesome that's tweet you have. Well, who would you? Who would you? Chris O'Died? Is that his name? <gasps> Chris O... Boyd? Died? Doy Donald? Chris no. Doyle. Doyle? Chris O'Doyle. Chris o oh, wow. But he's married. Well, who... Yeah, but... Oh, that's that guy. Right. Yeah, that's Pharrell. Pharrell Williams. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's the guy from... Yeah. From okay. Minority. Very high. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I want, like, Chris O... Chris o that guy. The guy from Girls and uh, that other show. He's perfect. He's just perfect. Yeah, he's good. Ooh, Richard Ayuade. I just... It has to be people... Someone people know. Well, people in Britain know him. He, yeah. He was in the IT crowd but and But people he's, on uh, Letterman, they don't care. Well, Maybe Letterman's gonna be I like, so you... Actually, you and Chris O'Doyle? Doyle? 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 No, I don't think it's uh, He Doyle. needs to learn how to Boyd. pronounce his Boyd last name if you're gonna take it. Yeah, I, I will. What's his last name? And I'm gonna be like, yeah, we met. Uh, yeah. I was just doing this little thing on his on his show, and uh, just immediately left his fat wife. Uh, <laughs> She's that's a reference to to someone having called his wife fat, <laughs> which no one knows because people haven't stalked this guy on the internet the way I have. Um, oh, we, would, we would be a good couple. Yeah. But otherwise, I would love to just I would love to marry a really really bad open micer. I would love to go on Letterman and be like the most <laughs> one of the most famous comedians, and they would be like, "So who are you seeing? Yeah. Who is that guy on the red carpet with you who was who was like crying because you're more famous than him?" We'd <laughs> be like, "Oh, that guy! Oh, you should see him. He's a comedian." No, he, they would be like, "Is he a comedian?" I'd be like, "No, God, no, no. Oh no, he sucks. He sucks. You should." And then I brought a clip and then a show that's like recorded at the at Justice Justice. And then him just oh going, my God. Ah, ah, and then no one laughing. And then I'd be like, oh, I'm so proud of him. Like Angelina Jolie when she adopts a, a black baby. <laughs> Wait, like, well, no one else wanted it. So I took him in, and I'm feeding him. And I'm feeding him with my, my comedy wisdom. And he doesn't really get it. It doesn't get much better for him. Oh, wow. That is amazing. I, I totally support that because... Um, that you, it's basically, it would be, you would marry him out of the sheer, um, what's it called? Caretaker. No, the humor of it all. Um, oh, yeah, the sheer yeah for kinda, the story. Yeah, for the story. Yeah. That's how you I would know be, you're I would a be comedian. at dinner parties. They'd be like, so what does your husband do? Oh, he sucks. <laughs> he sucks. <laughs> what does he do for a living? I don't know. But what he does on stage sucks. <laughs> and he's also like an idiot. He's a bit racist. He's horrible. <laughs> and sexist. Yeah, so I'm clearly the better one in this relationship. Oh, wow. Like, I'm sick of falling in love with people who are clearly better than, than me, me at everything. And yeah. prettier. This one, like, a, just a, a horrible person. Mm. Who's bad. Or I can bad. go to his shows and be like, oh, why, is, why is Sophie Hagen here? Oh, my God, is she going to do a set? And I'm like, no, no, I'm just here to support my husband. And then he's going to go up on stage and suck. And I'll be like, the only one laughing out of politeness. <laughs> And people would be like, why is she laughing at him? Oh, he must be funny. He must be funny. Don't you think people would think oh, that? Oh, then, then I shouldn't laugh at him. Because oh. I don't want people to you think that. You can just that. sit, like, with your arms crossed yeah. and be like... Yeah, just have a must be face. smiling, like, when you see your children do a school yeah. play and you know they suck. But you still have to be supportive. Yeah. If you think that you're this guy, 
uh, please submit. And a, if you also like a profile. very very short walks on the beach, <laughs> very very short walks in Stratum. <laughs> Very short walks in Stratum. Um, if you really suck at tweet. If you're Sophie, if you're fat and bearded Sophie. and you suck at stand up, and you really like you prefer and you want to be mentioned on Letterman in 15 years. Yes, and you prefer to. Oh yeah, if you have a car, if you have a car, that would be great. Yeah. What what was the car reference? Oh no, just like because you don't like to walk. Oh good, yeah yeah. yeah. Oh if you have a and car, you don't need good. to take the bus. If you have a car, then I have a gig for you on Friday. Because <laughs> uh. I can't get there. You can be like my driver slash boyfriend slash lover, bad bad comedian. Yeah, that would be the best. Or if you're Chris O'Doyle, Doyle. I don't think I don't, it's Chris O'Doyle. I don't know what his name is. If you're that, if you're him, he was in. We he should was do in the IT crowd with Richard Ayuade. Ayushwade. Ayuwade. Chris O'Doyle. We should really learn to pronounce their last I names. I don't care. They don't care. No one cares. James Franco is no one's hot, though. Oh, that's not gonna happen though. Mm. You actually have like the other guys. You actually kind of had a chance, <laughs> but now you're just way out of your league. Way out oh of your God, league. What if What if you had to choose one that was kind of like in my league? Accessible. accessible. No, not in your league, but someone you could actually meet within the next couple of years. I met Jack Whitehall. I never thought I would. W- would you? Would you? He's very cute. Would you? But that's just because he's a person his his heart is beating and that's what you look for. No, the problem I mean he seems he seems like a nice person, yeah. Yeah, but everyone's a nice person. Everyone's a nice that's like the basis of every human being is that they're nice. That's the thing. I I I need to hang out with him, but that's I'm I'm looking for a best friend. I'm looking for someone who can be my best friend. Yeah, but no one wants no one will go on Letterman and go me. So who are you who are you who's your best friend? (laughs) No one cares. Well, there's this relation. Carrie Brownstein and Fred Armisen have a very interesting sort of platonic, but also like best friend relationship, where they just I want I want to meet my best friend. <coughs> Kinda. Don't you? So if if you don't you if you're listening to or this, is this a and you bad don't idea? mind very annoying people <laughs> with no sense of reality of what they want. If you're just a nice guy <laughs> and you don't have to be anything else but just a bit nice, then you know Evelyn. It's looking for a friend. But what do you mean by would you? With if you have right a, home? if you have a, if you have a room to spare in your house. Evelyn is currently looking for a new place to stay. She doesn't know this yet. Richard, right? Hey. Yeah. Hey. No, he was. Uh, no, he, he didn't have a spare room. Oh, he didn't have a spare just room. Just for me. <laughs> I said, "Do you have one for Evelyn?" He's like, "No, oh, it's just you." That's terrible. Right, we've been talking for an hour and ten minutes. Okay. We should probably end up. What What do we... This is going to be the last episode ever. It was very nice. Uh, if we were able to do... Is it really, though? If we had to do one more, we need to start having guests. Ed Hedges. Just so that you only get to talk 30% of the time. Okay. Amir Kushukan. One Amir and one Ed. And but one uh, Peter Baisley. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Chris died. Yeah, if you're listening. The, that other guy you mentioned, Pharrell Richards. <laughs> but Richard, that's what I day. want with my career. Is that yeah. I want one day to be able to get anyone on my podcast. Like yeah. Chris O'Dowd is going to be emailing me like I listened to the third episode ever, <laughs> and I really want to be on it, and marry you, and marry you. I'm leaving my wife, who's a very but if you're a, but if writer. but if you're a very bad fat bearded comedian, don't 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 be looking for a way up. Yeah, but don't don't feel intimidated by Chris O'Doyd. Doyd. He's just a piece of meat to me. Right now we're just talking. Did we have it? We don't have anything else. <coughs> uh, yeah, that was my set list. Shouldn't talk about um, that. 
I, why did I talk about Jack Whitehall? I just feel stupid now. Yeah, we're not gonna, probably not gonna edit it out. No. Unless this is the first time you hear the name Jack Whitehall, then we haven't edited it out. Are there any, uh, which, which Swedish comedian would you marry? Would I if marry? If you had to marry one right now. Isaac. You would marry Isaac? Yeah, I'd marry Isaac. And, or Ahmed Beran. He's one of the most beautiful people I've met, like, on, as a person. Yeah, so he's yeah. a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> But Isaac, I would probably marry Isaac. Yeah. Who would you marry? Casper Kofel. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, he's so cute. He's such a nice guy. Yeah, he's a very nice guy. He's like the Danish Anthony Jeselnik. <laughs> I would, would love him. I'm, I'm, I'm partly saying this because he might be the only Danish person in the world listening to this. Mm. But he's really funny. Like, if, if you're Danish and you're not a comedian and you're not already following Casper Kofel on Twitter, you mm. should. Johannes, hey! That's Johannes Oh, he's a Swedish guy. Yeah. Hi! He he's, listens to our podcast. He's bearded. Is yeah, he? I like him. He's also married, isn't he? This is yours. <laughs> yes. He's him. not married. Did I see him first? Didn't I see him first? What? No. Two or three years ago? I'm Swedish. Of course I saw That's him first. Like, he's Finnish, isn't he? No, he's uh, Icelandic. Ugh. He listens to our podcast. He liked it. I hope this. I, I hope, hope he liked it. I stuff. hope he enjoyed us just getting like genuinely upset with each other because we both want to have his babies. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is going to be news to him. I hope people <laughs> stop listening when we stop talking about stand-up. <laughs> Right, now we I know he does. We've talked for too long already. Yeah. But, uh, How come so none of us mentioned Jason But Okay, yeah. No, no, no. no. It's been nice uh, having this podcast. It's a shame it has to end. Mm. Uh, so, yeah. We'll probably Call be back us. next week. If you have any ideas or mails or anything you want, anything you want to say, any critique, comments, anything, just... You probably know us personally, so just contact us. Yeah, you, know, you have our number and mm, emails and Facebooks. If you actually do have genuine questions, um, yeah. feel free to tweet yeah. us. Because if you genuine if you, questions about stand up and stuff. Yeah, because we we don't have time to talk to you personally. Because no. we're about to make it big. <laughs> so if you have like you can go through our agents. Uh, it's our moms. And uh, my mom doesn't know how to use the email, yeah, so, so you would you have to call have her. Have to find her on the street. On her corner, boom. So I'm on fire. Good. Uh, anything you want to plug? Anything you want people to to go see? Well, or do? are we releasing it today or tomorrow? We can do it today. Yeah, today. We'll come to the Nordic Bar tonight, where um, we'll, where Sophie has put on a all Scandinavian show. Not all Scandinavian. Mm, Bobby Mayer is going to be there. He's not Scandinavian. Pierre Novelli. Pierre Novelli. Novelli. He's South He's African. He's South African, but he has a, a degree in Scandinavian. Mm. In Scandinavian Anglo-Saxism, so he knows stuff about white people and stuff. Okay, uh, and Brian Merck. Yeah, is, he's show. very famous Danish comedian. Yeah, very good. very funny. So come and watch and us. And us, the both of us. We're both and both of us, yes. So Sophie's gonna compare. Yeah, and I'm sick. <laughs> so that's gonna be. Good. You're gonna do a Danish quiz as well. <laughs> yeah, if I if I have the time. Yeah, yeah and otherwise, uh, you know, yeah, I don't know, follow us on Twitter and Facebook and stuff. We'll yeah. say stuff. We've let it. Oh, and if anyone, if anyone's really good at making websites, and they want to do it for free <laughs> for a shout out in this podcast, I'll we we'll both, buy we both, you ice we, cream. We both really need a website. Yeah, so call us. Okay. Uh, oh, we should have. Oh, we don't have outro music. Okay, we have to sing music. What do, do we, have, we open? Do we have with? to sing. Oh, some uh, people, people stand in the darkness, afraid to 